All right, Thursday night, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. As always, be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Just a couple things off of the pregame, just a few observations here. I love that one video, playing it again in the postgame from the PBD podcast, Patrick Bet David podcast. That little, that little frame that, that, he, that they had with that woman that was speaking, 1% control the world, 4% are their puppets, 90% are zombies. I like things that really make life easy, to to summarize, I really I, lo- I like that. I like when something is very. I'm gonna I'm gonna write this down. I may I'm serious. I may actually make a pick out of it, like a, something to hang on the wall. But one percent control the world. Four percent are their puppets. Ninety percent are zombies, and five percent of us, those of us that are watching right now uh, and and doing the TLP podcast, five percent are trying to wake up the ninety percent. We're trying to wake up the zombies while the 4% try to stop the 5% us from waking up the zombies. That's really, I mean, it really does sum up life, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it really does because we, oftentimes we think, how, you know, why do I feel like the only one? Well, because really, I agree, we're probably 5% of the population. I mean, there's eight, almost 8 billion people on the globe, so 5% is a large amount, but I'm just saying, there aren't that many. If you're wondering, why is it that everybody just caves all the time? Because really... They're, they're uninformed. People are destroyed for lack of knowledge. They, they have no idea, or they reject knowledge. Hosea 4.6 is where that, where my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, is Hosea 4.6. And the, 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 the entire verse is, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject you. God speaking to the people of Israel. So there's two parts of that verse. My people are destroyed because they're ignorant, and my people are destroyed because they're stupid. If you reject knowledge, in other words, you're rejecting that which is factual, like right now, there's 17 million excess deaths. 17 million excess deaths over 21, 22, and 23. Not pre-vaccination, all post-vaccination. Just take the simple COVID stats, you know, here in the United States. And again, I don't believe any of these COVID stats. It's just the CDC numbers. Where you had 1.2 million Americans allegedly died of COVID-19, which we know that's not true, but I'm just using their numbers. It's about 80,000 at most. But of COVID, and again, that's assigned COVID, but... Of those numbers, you had about 300,000 die pre-vaccination. According to the CDC, 300,000 Americans died during the most virulent variant epicenter of the, of, the, of the pandemic. Alpha variant, the most virulent variant. Number one was alpha, number two was delta, and, and Omicron is nothing more than a scratchy throat. So everybody should have been dying during the alpha variant, right? I mean, everybody, that's the most virulent variant with that horrible 0.1% post-infection death rate. It went down. I mean, it's much lower now in the, infe- the post-infection death rate because Omicron. So 300,000 people died of the most virulent variant, right? And then 900,000 people died of the least virulent variants. Weird, isn't it? You have, you, the stats you always hear me say out of Australia. We have twice as many people died of Omicron Twice as many people died of COVID-19 in 2022 than 20 and 21 combined. Post-vaccination. How is that possible? Of, again, the least virulent variant. Very, very weird, isn't it? You're just wondering how people just cave and believe because they don't know anything that I just told you. Or they hear those numbers and they you hear 17 million excess deaths. You heard me play on the, post, on the pregame there. With Joe Rogan speaking, 
They, if we actually had a media that's reporting on these, now he didn't use the 17 million stat. He just talked about excess death rates inside the United States that are somewhere between 16 and 32% excess death rates uh, in on all age cohorts. And, and people just going on with their average everyday lives. A lot of Christians who are very militant during the pandemic are now slipped back into being the 90% again. But I just love those numbers. 1% control the world. WEF, Democratic Party, Rhino Republicans, 4% are their puppets, 90% are zombies, 5% are you and I. Four, the 4% try to stop us, the 5%, from waking up the 90%. And I just had to comment on this too. Isn't it hysterical? I can't remember what, what I think it was Aaron. It finds it just hyster- found it very hysterical as I do. That Sonny Hostin from The View just found <laughs> out that her lineage is slave ownership. <laughs> yeah. Here is a noted, a, an absolute. Uh, noted race hustler, pimp and whore, Sonny Hostin. That's who she is. Endlessly hustle, a multi multi millionaire talking about how horrible the country that made her a multi multi millionaire is. Looks like Elon Omar does. Weird, isn't it? And, and then she finds out. And why does she, why do you think she made this announcement on the View yesterday or today? Why why is it? Yeah, there it is. We made our own, we made our own headline for her. actually Aaron did. <laughs> so there's our headline for her. racist. Sonny finds out her family was racist. <laughs> No wonder she's racist because her lineage and heritage is racism. Yeah. Her, her, her family. And it's very similar too, because she's not even black. <laughs> this whole thing. When I mean black, I mean, she's not African-American. So here's the thing. She could have never been traded as a slave herself as an African-American where we know that actual white slaves, and there's just as many white slaves in America as black slaves, but I, I'm not going to digress into that right now. But not only could she have never have been traded as a African slave because she herself is Spanish <laughs> and Puerto Rican. Yeah. This is all very similar. Now, again, I like to find things that summarize life because everything's down the same vein. It's either you are for Yahweh or you are for God. You are for Jesus and the whole, uh, you are either for Yahweh or you're for the devil. You're either for Jesus or you're for demons. You're for the Holy Ghost or you're of the devil, whatever it may be, you're for those things. Life is very simple. And the, and the demons that go around telling these people to lie are their own carnality that tells them to lie is all similar because then you have Kamala Harris, whose lineage and heritage is also slave ownership, <laughs> who's also ran as a African-American vice presidential candidate who has no connection to Africa. None. None whatsoever. She's Jamaican and she's, She's, uh, I can't remember what the other, what her other lineage is, but she's Kamala? not African-American and all her family's never touched Africa. You're saying Kamala? Did I say, she, what did I say? Uh, she's Indian. Yeah, yeah Indian. Yeah, it? Indian and Jamaican. Indian and Jamaican, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kamala Harris, yeah. yeah. So Kamala Harris, she's not, Af- she runs as an African-American vice presidential candidate. <laughs> she's not, remember Joe Biden, what was Joe Biden's prerequisite? African-American, maybe he said woman of color, whatever it may be, so I don't want to be wrong, but anyway... It's just kind of funny that both of them find out that their lineage, their heritage is their parents. I mean, not their parents, their great, great grandparents were all slave owners. <laughs> and then, and Sonny's moved to Puerto Rico to, to, for the slave trade and Kamala's moved to Jamaica for the slave trade. And now they are our leaders. It's just like, uh, Christia Freeland. Yeah. Christia Freeland. Again, it's all this the same. It's hysterical. Christia Freeland, deputy prime minister under Justin Trudeau. Her lineage is, 
Nazism. Same with, <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, that's it. There's, there's, there's no disconnecting it. I guarantee you, uh, you know, her great, great, whatever grandparent was, has some sort of, you know, just a, just a beautiful German name, you know? Like, like Klaus Schwab, whose lineage is Nazism. It's just weird that all of those, like when Christia Freeland giggles and laughs about how she's closing down people's bank accounts because they sent a contribution to the Freedom Convoy for $7. So she shuts down their bank account and laughs about it. There's Nazi going Nazi. That's her, that's her lineage. And now Sonny Halston is a racist. Kamala Harris is a racist because well, why are they racist? Because they've always been racist. I, what are they going to, what are they going to say? Like they, they always talk about in the South. I mean, who 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 ran the KKK? DNC, the Democratic Party, ran the KKK. Yep. Well, they say, well, all, all the politics have have switched now because what were Democrats then aren't what Democrats. Well, why were they socialists then? If, if all the politics have shifted and and the Republicans of today would be the KKK members, then why don't we have any KKK Republicans? And the KKK back then. We're segregationists, just like Sonny is, just like Kamala is, just like Joe Biden is. They're all segregationists. They just do it in a different way now. And they were all socialists. They were all big government Democrats. They were all, they would have all been pro-choice and everything else. The, 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 nothing changed. The viewpoints didn't change. But anyway, I digress on that. But Liz Warren's another funny one, isn't it? Liz Warren claimed to be an Indian for forever. <laughs> Pocahontas. Yeah, po yeah, Pocahontas. I mean, she <laughs> did, and then she ends up taking one of those uh, DNA tests and find out basically um, the whitest person in America has more Indian in them than Liz Warren does. <laughs> it's just it's funny how their lies get exposed. And of course, you got Joe Biden, the plagiarist. Joe Biden who lies about how everybody, all the tragedy that he's had in his family, and he has that tragedy, lies about it all. Mm -hmm. he, he claims to this day that his his wife and son or daughter, I can't remember which, I think it was, I can't remember, but I, I don't want to speak ill of the dead. But she, he claims it was a DUI crash. It wasn't a DUI crash. He lies about that. He lies that he said that he you know, finished first in his law school class. He finished in the bottom tier of his, of his he finished in the bottom quarter of his, of his law class. He claims to have finished with three degrees, finished with one. Got caught plagiarizing over and over again. Keeps telling the same stories over and over again that are chronologically debunked. Yeah. Like, like the Amtrak train story where he talks about the Amtrak train guy who'd always talk to him, calling him Joey Baby. And one time the guy comes up to him and says, hey, Joey Baby, and the Secret Service grabbed him. Um, that guy was dead before, before 2000. <laughs> How, what did Joe Biden have Secret Service protection before 2000? He became vice president in 2008. Yeah. The guy was dead in 1996. <laughs> and we'll get into all that in just a minute. Speaking of that, we'll just we'll hop into it. So here, here's an interesting one for you. So now we have uh, Robert Hur, and I know most of you have never heard of that person. Most of you have never heard of her. <laughs> He's, he is the special prosecutor, special counsel, whatever you want to call it, looking into... Joe Biden's illegal possession of compartmented classified documents, of which there's 1,800 cases of them. And what are they prosecuting? What is Jack Smith prosecuting Donald Trump for? 21 pages. <laughs> and you have the Presidential Record Act, which invalidates all of Jack Smith's, Jack Smith's charges against Trump. Jo Donald Trump has, 
has Presidential Records Act, for one thing, and I, I like to make things simple, but that eliminates completely any possibility of charging Donald Trump. Yeah. And again, you've heard me say this a dozen times. Hussein Obama has 144,000, thousand documents in his possession that he was supposed to return to NARA, the National Archives, and is yet to do it. He was supposed to return them sometime in 2017. Um, I believe it's 2024. And let me add up all the pages out of the 144,000 that he was supposed to return to NARA, how many that he's actually uh, returned so far? Zero. <laughs> and Joe Biden, and now here's the thing, I don't even care if Hussein returns them because I believe, and it's like Bill Clinton was found with the cassette tapes <laughs> in his sock drawer, which were highly classified. Yeah. Nobody cares because how did, how did Clinton win that lawsuit? Because he actually defeated James O'Keefe in court. How was that, Presidential Records Act? And now you have 21 pages out of all those boxes. You like to show all those boxes and the FBI, the FBI Stasi Gestapo photos because the FBI is nothing more than the brown shirt Gestapo for the Democratic Party. They spread them out all over the place. Look at all we got. Look at all we got. And they get 21 pages. 21 total pages out of all those boxes that they show you all the time with Donald Trump. And he's completely exempted anyway because he was the president of the United States. Here's the simplest way to discuss it. Donald Trump can at least, it can at least be argued, could be in legal possession of those documents because he's the president of the United States. There is no way that Joe Biden can be legally argued for that he could be in possession of any of these documents he's in possession of. There's no way to justify it. There's no way to make it legally viable at all. Everybody get this? There's no way because the documents they have, have, that he has in his possession, remember, in the garage next to his Corvette where Hunter was pulling out back and forth with various prostitutes from Russia and out of this garage, that's where he was keeping some. He's keeping them in three, four different areas. We had the Penn Biden Center paid for by the CCP. It's the truth. Penn Biden Center, University of Pennsylvania, had the Biden Center paid for his $53 million contribution made to the Penn University from the CCP, and that money was used to build the Penn Biden Center. Weird, isn't it? Weird. Well, after a $1.4 billion contribution from a CCP-controlled bank in 2004, 2014 to Rosemont Seneca, Hunter Biden's consultancy firm. <laughs> so there's no legal justifiable reason there's, it's not even justifiable. Justifiable is not the right word. There is no way that Joe Biden is not breaking the law. And, there, there, and really, there's no way that Donald Trump is breaking the law. You see it? There's, there's, there's no way that Joe Biden is not breaking the law. And there is no way that Donald Trump is breaking the law when it comes to these documents. Joe Biden is, is guilty, but yet, for some reason... Robert Hur has come out and said that he's not guilty at all. Now, let me start off with this. I didn't give you guys any of this. This is just for a read only. But follow this man on Twitter. He's one of the most brilliant people on Twitter, Victor Davis Hansen. Here, now, here's what – actually, you can th just throw that up so everybody knows what I'm talking about here. Just so everybody knows. Here it was. The Justice Department should immediately release the transcript from the special counsel's interview with, with President Biden. I'll just bring it back to me, Will. Because what was released today was special counsel – Robert Hur's report on his investigation into Joe Biden's illegal possession of compartmented classified documents. Now, again, 
How can he not be guilty when it's illegal for him to be in possession of them? Donald Trump, you can make an argument that he is definitely in legal possession of them. I don't get it. There's no way for him to be in legal possession. But Victor David, Victor David Sanson, this comes out, this was part of, get this, this was all part of Robert Hur's report. Biden is too demented to be found guilty of crimes. This is Victor Davis Hanson talking, but not too demented to be president. Here we go. Now, where does Victor Davis Hanson get that from? Special counsel Robert Hur just found Joe Biden was guilty of violating national security laws and removing classified documents. Why is he being prosecuted? Why? Because we have a two-tier justice system. After examining then-Senator and Vice President Biden's some 15-year habit of removing classified files to his offices and residences where they were stored in unsecured fashion. Period, end of story. Again, it's over. He needs to be criminally prosecuted and will be when we own the GOJ. Her then, her then this is Special Counsel Robert Her. her then as a disinterested special counsel, not a local county prosecutor limited, on a limited budget, logically would have indicted or prosecuted Biden, correct? There is no way that Joe Biden can be in legal possession of these documents. And each document that he is in illegal possession of is a felony. Why is he not being prosecuted when he's in possession of 1,800 boxes of them? It really is a jury's decision, Victor Davis Hanson. It really is a jury's decision to determine whether Biden was guilty or innocent or whether he is pardoned, exempted uh, by reason of dementia. What, what are you getting at here? Well, look, this is the, one of the most startling things I've ever read, and this is after four years of 15 days to flatten the curve. It is not the role of her as a prosecutor and advocate for the state to imagine how difficult his case might be to prove someone so incapacitated like Biden was guilty as hers own, hers own research and investigations uh, had, had otherwise in, indicated that he was. So he was... Her ends up putting as a report that Biden is incapacitated. Everybody getting this? Wow. Okay, this is special. Pro now, this is no Alex Jones. This is no 770 viewers, 707 viewers of the TLP podcast. It's not Tom Leipold. It's not Aaron Yeager. It's not Will. It's not any of us. This is, this is Rob, Bob Her, Robert Her, who is anything but a right-wing zealot. <laughs> anything but. But he has come to a determination that Joe Biden is incapacitated. In this review, this, I mean, this, I just can't wait to read, I didn't have time to read it today, all the responses from the left-wing pundits. Is mindset, intention, or, or mental status a normal consideration of violations of national security laws? Or is it the act itself? We know the answer, it's the act itself. So we are back to James Comey, James Comey, uh, James Comey defense. Hillary, Hillary was guilty, but in, but, in, in Lord and Savior, this is Victor Davis Hanson writing, Lord and Savior Comey's judgment, no jury would likely convict a, president, convict a presidential candidate of such a statute of violating national security laws. After a reprieve, Hillary immediately claims such extenuating circumstances were proof of her innocence. And Biden, in a, not, in a nanosecond, likewise claimed he is now exonerated too because her came out and said, not guilty. But why is he not guilty? According to James Comey, Hillary wasn't guilty of smashing her devices, getting rid of a bleach spitting 30,000 subpoenaed emails, having all of her staff factory reset their phones, where they each had to put in a wrong password 16 straight times. That's all fact, by the way. Every last bit of that is fact. 
But they're all found not guilty, and Donald Trump's facing 91 felony counts and 700 years in prison. Why? Finally, note the following, Victor Davis Hanson. The left, her, Robert Her, and others believe that someone who has lost his faculties or, or, and who would not be allowed to drive a semi-truck, teach a class, diagnose patients, argue a case, wire a house, or cook a hamburger is nevertheless fit to run the United States of America with their hand on the nuclear button. I put the nuclear button part in. Note the same old, the same old, same old, shocking but predictable asymmetry. Trump is a mere four years younger than Biden. The left fixated on the fact that he recently confused Nikki Haley with Nancy Pelosi. Are, are we then to expect Jack Smith to, to follow the precedent of his fellow counsel, her, by the way, this precedent, who, who was likewise appointed by the Biden administration, A.G., Merrick Garland, and thus to conclude that although Trump violated the law by removing files, although he didn't, he seemed to be confused to indict given the likelihood of sympathetic jury. Her himself tried to preemptively defund, defend himself from the obvious conclusion that he extended special considerations not to indict Biden in a matter Jack Smith did not, did not trump, yet he omits that, that there were key differences in the two cases. Biden has no punitive right as Trump as president to declassified files he took home. Trump's Mar-a-Lago walled and surveilled estate was far more secure than Biden's rickety garage or the Penn Biden Center or the other office he had unsecured in Chinatown. <laughs> Biden had four files, had stored files for over a decade, not less than two years. Biden's attorneys came forward just two days before Smith was appointed on November 18, 2022. So it was not altruism that prompted their confession after Biden's years of secretly hiding such illegality, but rather fear that Trump would soon be hounded for a crime of which Biden was found out to be long guilty. He's guilty. There is no way Joe Biden's not guilty because he never can declassify and he never can be in possession of classified documents, period, outside of a secure skiff. So they went public to preempt that charge and falsely claim civic virtue. That's the same thing Sonny Hostin's doing. She knows everybody's about to find out that her lineage was that she's a slave owner. Yeah. So she got out in front of it. Good luck, Sonny. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Now we're going to, don't go to that one, guys. We're going to that one we just had on there. Don't switch. This is just more of a long, disgusting pattern of biased applications of the law. January 6th versus 2020, May to October. Deadlier and more violent uh, riots, blah, blah, blah. I won't read the rest of it. So anyway, so there we go. Now, where, what am I talking about with all this? Go to the next one for me. Oversight Committee tweet. The Justice Department just uh, the Justice Department should immediately release the transcript from the special counsel's interview with President Biden. Why is that? Aaron, can you blow that up for me? Yeah. Best as you can. I need the bottom half is what I need. Yep. Just so I, I can see it, but I just want to just clear so I don't. There we go. In his interview with, with our office, now here we have Robert Hur talking. And this is during his investigation of Joe Biden of why he was in possession of classified documents for 15 years. Mr. Biden's member in his interview with our office says Robert Hur, special counsel investigating Joe Biden's possession of compartmented classified documents that he's never allowed to be in possession of. Mr. Biden's memory was worse. He did not remember when he was vice president. Everybody getting this? <laughs> Forgetting Dude. on the first day of the interview when his term ended, wow. if it ended, if it was 2013, when, when did I stop being president? That's a quote. Wow. If it was 2013, when did I stop being vice president? He stopped being vice president January 20th of 2017. Anybody getting this? Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Now, 
Now, what Robert Hurst saying is, I can't charge him with being possession, felonious possession of 1,800 boxes of classified, and some of it highly classified, compartmented uh, documents. I can't, I can't charge him because he's incapacitated. And forgetting on the second day of the interview when his term began. When did his term, if his term began, if his term ended 2000, January 20th, 2017, then his term began when? Two, January 20th, 2009. In 2009, am I still vice president? Wow. Everybody seeing this? Please tell me you're seeing this. He did not remember even within several years when his son Bo died. And his memory appeared hazy when describing the Afghanistan debate that was once so important to him. Among other things, he mistakenly said he had a real difference of opinion with General Earl Eikenberry when, in fact, Eikenberry was an ally when, whom Mr. Biden cited approvingly in his Thanksgiving memo to President Obama. This is who's running the country, folks. And, 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 and it's not only... because Of course, there's so many tributaries to the river of absolute nausea because here you have an incapacitated president whom a special counselor is refusing to prosecute because he's incapacitated for being in possession. Now, listen, was he incapacitated? Because uh, he's been president for three years. So he's been in, so for three years, so it started in uh, 2003 is when he started to illegally possess these documents. Was he incapacitated then? No, then he could be criminally charged. Simple as that. You can't not criminally prosecute somebody because, okay, so I guess we're not going to arrest any DUIs anymore. I was a cop for 25 years. I made DUI arrests. I guess we're not going to arrest DUIs anymore, right? Because they're incapacitated. Right. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. Believe me, I know. I arrested them. You? Anybody else? I'm sure there's cops on here. See guys on, see everybody on the chat. You got Judy on the chat, Sean on the chat, Jeannie on the chat, on the chat, on the chat. B, I don't know how to pronounce some of y'all's names, but B-W-O-L-A-V-E-R. Love you guys. Praise holler. See you. I see you. Uh, Judy's on. The, I saw Judy already. There we go. But I appreciate all you guys. So, I mean, I guess we're not going to be able to arrest anybody for DUI anymore or uh, what, we, what we used to call it, what, what we call a Marchman Act here in the state of Florida. Bring people in, lock them down because they're so incapacitated. You lock them down, you lock them down to the first appearance in the morning, 8, 12 hours until they sober up because they have no idea who they are and where they live, but they're incapacitated, so they're innocent, right? I guess that's the new rule of law. According, according to Robert Hur. I guess that's the new law. That we're not going to prosecute people because at the time of the crime, they were incapacitated. So I guess a guy who rapes and murders a woman while under the influence of fentanyl, Joe, Joe Biden's fentanyl will now be exonerated because he didn't know what he's doing, right? Right, right. All right, here we go. More on this. Uh, a Paul Sperry tweet. Breaking News, FBI agents recovered top secret, sensitive compartmental in information, documents about U.S. troops. Now remember, remember all, now where's all the reporting on this? Where's MSNBC, CBS, ABC, NBC, CNBC, MSNBC, CNN, New York Times, Washington Post. Remember how they broke down? Here's Trump having a discussion with a person. He said, you know, I, if I could show you these documents, I would. Ooh, he never did. <laughs> but here we have... Now, why isn't this being broken down by the mainstream media? Because everything they accused Donald Trump of that he didn't do, which is everything, Joe Biden actually did do. Breaking news, FBI agents recovered top secret, sensitive, compartmented, 
Compartmented information, that's highly classified. Documents about U.S. troops and military strategy in Afghanistan from Biden's garage in Delaware. TSSCI records must be contained and reviewed only in a SCIF. What's SCIF stand for again, Will? You remember? Sensitive Compartmented Information Facility. Sensitive Compartmented Information Facility. There we go. Yeah. Aaron, you got something? Or you're up? Okay. So there we go. Now, you have a sensitive compartmented information facility versus Joe Biden's garage, where you have Hunter Biden and his whores going in and out every day. The same garage Hunter Biden leased from Joe Biden. He released that whole uh, Wilmington... Delaware beach compound that they built. But just so you know, this is a side note. You spent $500,000 building a wall around that for Joe Biden. Great. Just so you know, you're the wall you're not allowed to have that. He's allowed to have guarded by guns that he's allowed to have that. You're not allowed to have. So here I'm wondering, waiting for the mainstream media to break all this down to word by word, uh, examination of all these facts being very specific Word-by-word specificity, waiting for the mainstream media to break it down, but we we all know that they're just Goebbels. Absolute Goebbels media. All right, let's go to the next one for me. Julie Kelly tweet. Trump charged willfully. Here's the numbers for you. Trump, uh, Trump is charged, uh, Trump charged with willfully retaining 21 documents with top secret markings, like I told you. Biden, according to a, to a chart at the end of her report, retained 18 files. 18 files with top secret markings. Trump charged with willfully, willfully retaining nine files with secret markings. Biden had 36 papers with secret markings. There you go. There you go. And, and, and Joe Biden's been exonerated because he's incapacitated. I mean, imagine being a Democrat right now that's rejoicing that your, that your boy, JoJo, has been exonerated because he's incapacitated. And you, I mean, you're, if, if you're a Democrat and you're actually reading these things and you find out that Joe Biden did everything that you claimed that Donald Trump did, you don't even have to exonerate Trump right now. You're an idiot, but you don't have to, you don't have to exonerate Trump right now. But your guy did everything that Trump allegedly did, but that didn't. Are you now going to call upon Joe Biden to be prosecuted? Because if you don't, you have absolutely no moral compass and you are devoid of all principle you are devoid of all human dignity and self-respect because all you are is a whore for the leftards. That's all you are. You're a whore, just like, jo- like Minka and Joe Scarborough, Joy Reid, Sonny Hostin, Whoopi Goldboard. Nothing more than whores for the leftard left. And you're like, Tom, you shouldn't call women that. You are what you are. There's plenty of male whores too. You are what you are. If, you, if somebody could just put a script in front of your face, and you'll just read it like Joe Scarborough with absolutely no respect of what's actually true at all. And not, and not only that, but no interest in what's true. Imagine how devoid of self-respect and human dignity you have to have to simply read a script that somebody hands you without any introspection about what's actually true. All right, uh, go to the next one. Well, I don't even know where I'm at. Julie I'm Kelly, no there angel. we go. All right, no, I'm no angel. There we go. Biden willfully retained and, di- and, and disclosed to a ghostwriter. Okay, so here we have the same thing with Trump, except Trump never actually disclosed anything. Trump said, you know what, if I could, I would, you know, if I could, I'd show you these documents. Trump never did. Remember that video, that audio recording? Yep. Of which, by the way, they tried to find the documents that 
Trump was uh, allegedly referring to, Trump never had him. <laughs> so, please. But Biden willfully retained and disclosed to a ghostwriter. Okay, so we have Trump talking about disclosing, and we have Joe Biden actually disclosing. Right. To a ghostwriter, classified materials with, while a private citizen. After he was vice president, including documents about military and foreign policy in Afghanistan, seems to be a specialty, and notebooks with Biden's handwritten notes implicating sensitive intelligence sources, according to a report from special counsel Robert Hur, uh, made public Thursday. So, and Robert Hur, of course, not prosecuting Donald Trump. Now for disclosing to a citizen compartmented, classified military information about what's going on in Afghanistan. And that seems to be, it seemed to be, he really liked that information because he was stealing it out of skiffs, by the way. It wasn't just, and I'm wondering, who guards the skiffs? Who led Joe Biden as a senator and vice president for a decade and a half, steal, steal these documents, some of which stolen out of, out of skiffs? How was that? Who's guarding, who's guarding these installations? All right, let's go to the next one, Will. End wokeness. End wokeness tweet, thank you. On Monday, Biden said, just to show you where Biden is at mentally, Biden said, and most of you know the Francois Mitterrand thing. Yeah, we played it on the podcast on Tuesday. On Monday, Biden said that he just met with France, Francois Mitterrand. Well, you know, now Biden said that he just met with him. Mitterrand died in 1996. <laughs> okay. Tonight at a fundraiser, so that would be, uh, what's today? 2-7. What's the date today, Aaron? It is 2-6. Uh, 2-8. Two, two, no, no. Yeah. 2-8, sorry. All right. Today's 2-8. <laughs> Going back in So time. tonight at a fundraiser, so this was yesterday. Joe Biden yesterday said, Biden said he met with Helmut Kohl about January 6th. Colton died in 2017. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Seven years ago. That's the state of the Democratic Party. Congratulations on your boy being exonerated for now. Because when we run the DOJ, every 802 people watching right now, we all need to put heavy pressure on whoever our representatives are at that time to pursue criminal charges against everybody who's been ignored by this DOJ. Because the people who are being ignored for all their various felonious crimes, like influence peddling, and like using your political, there's two different things. There's influence peddling, and then there's using your political position to benefit your family. All that's Biden's guilty of all of that. Numerous hundreds of felonies with that. Hundreds of felonies for being in possession of classified documents. Merrick Garland needs to be criminally prosec prosecuted for failing in his duties. It's basically like a cop who sees crimes happen right in front of his face and does absolutely nothing about it. Merrick Garland, Lisa Monaco, the FBI, Christopher Wray, all of them that are hiding all this information, all the liars, that anybody who testified under oath that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation, all of it, we need to go back. Hillary Clinton needs to be tried for destroying subpoenaed uh, material, subpoenaed evidence for 30,000 30, classified emails, all of which were felonies to do so. All of this, Anthony Fauci and numerous other people, when we run the DOJ, they all must be prosecuted. It's not live and let live, move on, let bygones be bygones. I hope everybody knows Luke chapter 17, 3 and 4. I, I really do. I hope you know that. Because Luke chapter 17, 3 and 4 talks about forgiveness. And you forgive those who repent. That's who you forgive. If your brother comes to you seven times in a day and seven times in a day says, I repent, you shall forgive him. 
But you, you don't sit there and just let bygones be bygones for people who have never said, I'm sorry, never repented, never even acknowledged guilt. They need to be criminally prosecuted. All right, on to Ukraine, proud elephant video. Gosh, dog, it's already 916. Holy moly. Somebody <laughs> talks a lot on this podcast. Let me sh- set this up for you. This was on the pregame. It's just like 10 seconds. But Justin Kareem Jean-Pierre confirms that Joe Biden will vote veto any spending bill that does not contain funding for Ukraine. Play it for me. Yesterday, the White House Office of Management and Budget said that the president would veto a standalone Israel aid package uh, coming out of the House. Is that still the case? Yeah, that's still the case. All right, so there you go. So what, what happened today? Put that up for me, Will. Gunther, Eagleman, our Republican Party came through for, came through for us again, didn't they? I'm a lifelong Republican. I'm voting down ballot Republican. I don't love the Republican Party. I love conservatism. But they, they came through for us again. And this is, I'm seeing this from Dan Bongino but, and, men, and many others. Well, and Steve Bannon, too. Those are really the two primary podcasts that I listen to and watch. But they hate us. <laughs> the people that we elect, that we think are Republicans, that we think are conservatives, they actually hate us. They have no respect for us. They think we're smelly Walmart people. Whether you're rich or poor or anything else, doesn't matter. Gunther, Gunther Eagleman uh, tweet, breaking Senate passes, $95 billion foreign aid bill. You're like, foreign aid, Tom, that's not so bad. Joe Biden now said he would not sign any bill that did not incru- include U- Ukraine funding. That was the whole border hoax, fi- the border bill hoax fiasco from James Lankford from Oklahoma. Spineless worm that he is. If the House passes, if the House passes, add... $95 billion to our existing $34 trillion in debt. There you go. This bill does nothing for Americans in need. I want to just ask, when has the, the federal government done anything for you? Why do, if they do nothing for us, then why are they $34 trillion in debt? Yeah. Because they're lining their own pockets, and, the, and they're lining the pockets of the people who lobby on their behalf. That's all that it is. Now, of that bill, $61 million of that $95 billion, correction, correction, of that $95 billion, $61 billion goes to the Ukraine. And let me just, let me just, you know, they talk about it. You'll hear these, all these politicians. I'm not going to dig it out again because I've shown it. But if you follow like Douglas McGregor, you want real breakdowns of strategic, tactical information inside of Ukraine, follow Douglas, former retired Colonel Douglas McGregor. He'll tell you because he has all the inside information about Ukraine. The Ukraine right now is very similar to our military in that they can't recruit anybody. That's, that's a fact. We can't, we, 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 people want to fight two wars here. We can't recruit anybody. There isn't a white male in America who wants to join the military. Why? Because they, so they can crawl into your Facebook page, investigate your Facebook page, and find some semblance of white supremacy that doesn't exist. Why? And, and you have to, or what white female or black female or Hispanic female or any female would want to be in the military right now when you have to go to the army's uh, procedural, man- uh, basically their general orders manual, and find out how you shower with a fully penis female. <laughs> now, if you would you want your daughter to join the military right now? Let's just pick on the army because Will's in here. I don't want to disrespect the Marines any more than I already have. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so, if you were if you, if you were the father of a daughter right now who's coming up on military age, seventeen or eighteen. Would you want her to join the mili- join the army? Join the army, where the army's going to hand her a, a procedurals manual, general orders manual that tells her how to appropriately shower with a fully penis female. 
That's where we are. I mean, that's exactly where we are. And I'm digressing off of Ukraine for just a moment. But that's the state of our military. And that's the state of the Ukraine military. Remember the Ukraine military? Remember their, remember, remember their military spokesperson that, that right-wing media exposed? Who's a trans man? Remember that? We played it a couple times on here. Oh, yeah. Their military spokesman to the world was a trans, was a woman, was a man pretending to be a woman in a Ukraine army uniform. So you see, again, life is very simple. It really is simple. It's just hard, but it has, it is simple because the same demonic elements that are influencing left hards in America, you are the man, Aaron, there, there he is. There he is. That, that's him. That was the military spokesman for the Ukrainian army. <laughs> his name was Sarah. His name was Sarah. <laughs> Wonder what his original name was. <laughs> so you can see it's everything. It's like I tell you, people who love masks love to fund Ukraine. People who love to fund Ukraine love lockdowns. People who love lockdowns love transgenderism. Sorry for all you Christians that bought into that COVID crap, vaccinations, masking, social distancing, and lockdowns. Congratulations on being stupid. Hopefully you've repented. I've been stupid a lot. I just repented my stupidity. Yep. It's really not that hard, right? So the Senate passes a bill. Senate passes a bill for $95 billion, and, and most Republicans jumped on board. Keeping in mind that we're 34 Trillion dollars in debt, about to be, in April, $35 trillion in debt, and we're adding a trillion dollars in debt per every 100 days now. So everybody knows. And you don't think that's going to... And for this, a lot of people get bored with that stuff. It's just like, how did they arrest Al Capone? It's so boring. It's boring. But they sent him to prison for the rest of his life. He died of syphilis in prison, right? Mm -hmm. What do they get him for? Tax evasion. Not yep. very sexy, but it works, right? Well, this isn't very sexy. It's not tied. It's not... Uh, Mark of the Beast. I'm all into talking about Revelation 13 and 14. If you watch this podcast, you know it. Leveraging into a one world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by the left hearts. I, you know, I get it. But this economic stuff could get us worse than any Democrat or WF or anything else. Quicker than any of those other things. It could do that. Very easily could do that. So you need to keep that in mind. So you're talking about this debt. Because we used to add about a trillion dollars worth of debt, maybe every one out of, one trillion every eighteen months, every two years. Now it's every hundred days, every hundred days. And Republicans just voted to send another sixty-one billion dollars on top of that debt. Think about that. Now here's some interesting stuff. This is me going out into right field a little bit, but I want to show you something. Sassafras eighty-four video. Americans will not go willfully into the draft. What are you talking about, Tom? Why are we talking about a draft? Because the Democratic Party's talking about a draft. Did you, did you know that? Google it right now. They're talking about it. Why? Because you have Chuck Schumer threatening us, saying if you don't vote for this, remember for the, for the border bill that fully funded, that sent, this $61 billion was slated in the border bill for Ukraine. Everybody knows that, right? $61 billion is going to Ukraine. $16 billion is going to Israel as part of our, our comprehensive border reform bill. You're like, Tom, this is absolute uh, insanity. This is absolutely incoherent. I know. Why does anybody have any respect for any politician? Any of them. I mean, basically any of them with, a, with maybe three exceptions. Trump being one of them. Why do we have any respect for any of these people? 
They're incoherent. They're not even intelligent people. They're, they're like people who start a business and the business is teaching you to start a business <laughs> and they've never started a business. So they start a business to teach you how to start a business. That, that's, that's, that's who the politicians are. So here we go. So you have Chuck Schumer threatening us, saying, you know what? Americans don't want to be, if you don't pass this border bill. Border bill, what does that have to do with Ukraine? You're going to be fighting in Ukraine. <laughs> so you, you're, you're telling us, Chucky Schumer, that if, if we don't secure Ukraine's borders, <laughs> we're going to be fighting in Ukraine all the while not closing our own borders. Right. You're like, Tom, again, incoherent, inco incoherent lunacy. I, yeah, I know. And you're like, well, that's the Democrats. No, it's not. It's every Republican with a few noted exceptions. The Ron Johnsons of the world, the Rand Pauls of the world, the Matt Gaetzes of the world, most of the time Mar Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world. And noted others. I'm missing some. I'm just telling you. Of course, Donald Trump. And there's other, there's other ones I'm missing. And don't, don't, you know, well, you can send me names if you want, but I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm watching the chat here on, on Rumble. If you want to you be part of the chat, you got to switch over to Rumble. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna participate in Facebook. I'm gonna leave the podcast there. We get banned off of YouTube yet, Aaron? No, we're still on. Somehow, for now. amazingly, on YouTube. Oh, it's probably. I didn't do vax. Yeah, I did some vax stuff yeah. on Tuesday. Amazing. I deleted it quick. Oh, so. Aaron deleted it. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. that's why. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. So we get threatened that if we don't agree to this border bill that funds Ukraine, again, makes no sense, but that's the deal. That we're gonna that we're gonna be forced to fight in Ukraine, and the Democrats are talking about a draft. Here it is. Play for me. Will. Americans go along with the draft in the United States. Scott Ritter is asking this very same question. The United States Army just had a shortfall in recruiting. They are literally tens of thousands of personnel short of what their authorized manning strength is, which means instead of expanding the U.S. Army, they have to shrink it. They don't have enough men or women to fill the ranks, and so certain units, certain capabilities are being taken down to zero. And now Congress is talking about, are you going to go to a draft? Have you run that by the American people? Yeah, how do the American people, how do you feel about that this is obviously all the talk in Britain right now and Sweden. Why is the draft talk percolating? He'll go to the next one for me. Well, Glockford files video. Uniparty cult member Chuck Schumer threatens to send your kids to fight in Ukraine. Play it for me. Well, if we don't aid uh, Ukraine, Putin will be walk all over Ukraine. We will lose the war, and we could be fighting in Eastern Europe in a NATO ally in a few years. Americans won't like that. That's why they're talking about the draft. It's all, again, leveraging you into a one-world commerce system, a single access point, controlled by them. It's all leverage. Leverage, leverage, leverage. You don't vote for the bill, you know? And what, what happened when they didn't vote for the bill? Biden came out and said that they were going to be cutting funding and cutting facilities, cutting deportations, uh, cutting what ICE does on a daily basis, which they don't do much, but even what they do, he's going to cut. It's all leverage. So if you don't do what we want, the beatings will continue until morale improves. <laughs> That's what it is. We're going to keep making Unless you vote to secure the border by not securing the border, but we're going to call it, we're going to call it a border security bill when it's actually the opposite because it's an inverted world. So if you speak Democratic Party language, which I do, it's a border unsecurity or border non-security bill. It's a wide open illegal invader facilitation bill is what it is. Yeah. If you don't vote for that, then see, that's the game that they play. They'll, they play it, they call it border security bill. And since they've deemed it border security bill, if you vote against it, even though it's, a, it's an illegal invader facilitation bill, they've called it a border security bill. So if you vote against it, they say you vote against border security. It, it'd be very similar to them saying the baby safety bill. 
This is a baby safety bill which funds Planned Parenthood. And you vote against it because it funds Planned Parenthood. You now voted against the baby safety bill. Yep. That's what they do. That's called the Potomac two-step. Let me show you this because switching subjects again. I'm all over the place right now. But this interactive polls tweet. I just have to, I have to attack Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley, first of all, Nikki Haley says you can trust the juries in America. <laughs> the, juries that are, the jury that came out and said that Donald Trump was now liable for defamation against Kareem, against uh, G, um, E. Jean Carroll, she says you can trust that jury. In a red, in a blue, blue jurisdiction, blue judge, blue prosecutor, blue DOJ, but you can trust those juries in places that vote 99% uh, Democrat, right? You can just be, you can trust those juries. I wonder if she would trust those juries because, and she honestly thinks that if she did become president by some miracle, that they won't do the same thing to her. Can you trust the juries then, Nikki? I, I can't stand people that can't see the light coming through the tunnel at you, the train. Choo-choo! I can't stand that. I mean, I, that bugs me more than anything. That as a leftist, you rejoice at, at people being censored and banned, not thinking that someday you're going to be censored and banned, and there's two ways that you can be censored and banned, or two scenarios you can be censored and banned. First of all, if we are in charge... How, how will you stop us from censoring and banning you once we own the platforms? Or once we own the DOJ? And then we start meeting weekly with Facebook and Twitter and everybody else. We won't do that. I'm just saying, how could you not see that potentially happening? And then secondly, your own party and your own constituency and your own hive does it to you. You I mean, can you imagine what Letitia James is going to do to Kathy Hochul when she runs for governor? Because <laughs> that would, I mean, you look at what happened. Uh, to Cuomo in New York. The go governor Cuomo of New York. Andrew Cuomo. Remember what happened to him? Suddenly he becomes somebody who was harassing women. Why was that? Because they're getting him out of the way for Letitia James. Kathy Hochul is just a placeholder. And what Letitia James is rejoicing at it, not realizing that when they want to get her out of the way, they'll do the same thing to her. Her own left-hard friends will do it to her. Like, amazing they can't see it coming. Yeah. And if you're Nikki Haley, you're sitting there and you're bold-faced lying, knowing that these convictions and these settlements and these determinations by courts against Donald Trump you rejoice at them because you think that it's going to help you in the polls. It's going to help you to, to win the nomination. You rejoice in that? Not seeing how the same exact thing will happen to you the moment you step on the toes of the left-hard globalist, if she ever does, or maybe she is a left-hard globalist. But even if you are a left-hard globalist, your own left-hard globalist friends will eventually come after you using the same banana republic kangaroo court tactics. Really is that simple. But here's the interactive polls uh, information. I mean, why is she running for president? <laughs> I mean, well, why, why, why is there a primary? I'm looking at it now. I can't remember exactly what it was that she spent in New Hampshire. It was tens of millions. I, I can't remember. I, I don't want to give you the wrong number, but it was like, it may have been 80 million that she spent to win New Hampshire, and she lost it by double digits. Between her and DeSantis, I think it was 169 million they spent in Iowa, and both of them lost by double digits. All of that <laughs> money could be used for Donald, don't send it to the RNC for Trump's campaign and for other Republican campaigns. Go ahead, Aaron. Uh, she spent just on ads alone seventy-seven million dollars for New Hampshire. That's just her. Yeah, yeah, that's just her. Seventy-seven million dollars to lose by more than ten points. 
And, you know, I don't know what Trump spent in New Hampshire. Not much. Trump doesn't spend hardly anything, really. He doesn't need to. He's already won. So the interactive polls, follow them on Twitter. GOP primary Super Tuesday stats. Here we go. So here's, here's when Super Tuesday occurs, which you're supposed to be having his trial under John Yachukkin in D.C. at that time of Jack Smith, but it's been inevitably postponed. She's down in California, 83 to 16. Wow. Why is she running for president? Texas, 84 to 15. <laughs> <laughs> North Carolina, 76 to 23. And again, I'm 55 years old. I have never seen anything like this in my life for a person who's actually running to win the nomination of the Republican Party for president. No, you drop out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, Aaron, yeah, Aaron just simplistically yeah. said, yeah, you drop out. That's what you do. When you're down in Virginia, 78 to 19. It's over. Uh, yeah, it's over. <laughs> Put the next one for me, Will. Alabama. Oh, Trump's up by a mere 87 to 12. Massachusetts gets a little more liberal, but even in the most liberal of Republican states, 69, 28, she's down. Tennessee's close, 81 to, 81 to 18. <laughs> Jeez. James Lankford, state of Oklahoma. Oklahoma, you got to get rid of James Lankford. Remember what, remember what James Lankford stands for? I don't have time to get into it, otherwise I'll start talking about the, that freaking border bill again. I can't do it. I'm, uh, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Oklahoma, Trump's up 88 to 11. All right, let's go to Midas Gold, Aaron. Midas Gold Group, my one and only sponsor. Here they are. Love this company. MAGA-owned, MAGA-operated, veteran-owned, veteran-operated. We have to buy gold. We have to, to hedge against the de-dollarization, the defunding of the dollar around the world, the BRICS movement. We have got to be buying gold to hedge against CBDCs. We've got to be buying gold because, really, if you look at it honestly, the USD was gold. It was gold. It was the, it was the universal currency. That's trying to be broken up by the BRICS movement, which is a conglomeration of nations, and another nation just joined, but I can't remember which one it is. But the, while, the BRICS, while the BRICS movement is down, they're all going to the Chinese Juan. It's Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Korea. Or South no? Africa. South Africa. Yes. Why do I always do that? South Africa. South Korea wouldn't dare because they're mili- you know because we give them tons and tons of money and protect their border. But they, while they are simultaneously do, de, trying to de-dollarize the globe and, de, and, de, and defund, devalue the dollar, while they're simultaneously de-dollarizing and devaluing the dollar, they're buying up gold. We need to own gold. And here's the thing. This is not a conservative company. This is not a Republican company. This is a MAGA company. They believe, well, we, they believe the, the election was stolen. They're not afraid to say the election was stolen in 2020. It was. It's, they're, not, they're not a John Cornyn or a Mitt Romney or a Lindsey Graham company. This is a Donald Trump company. It's a MAGA company. Buy your gold from Midas, and then when you do buy it, tell them that the TLP sent you. All right, there we go. So let's go to the next thing. Where am I at, Will? Fox News? Yes, sir. Fox News tweet. Just to show you now, now I want you to know, Aaron and Will and I could put together Three hours worth of these slides right now. As a matter of fact, I could probably, I'm not doing this, Aaron. Don't do it. I, I won't. I, I have won't. to tell him. You have to watch Davy Jones, man. I'll control myself. He'll start doing it. So he thinks, he thinks I'm, I'm hinting. Sometimes I am hinting at you, but I'm not hinting now. <laughs> I could put Aaron on it right now, and he could endlessly stream one more, just finding them right now, like in, in, in the moment. I could say, Aaron, don't, don't let me stop. Don't, let, don't ever let there be a silent moment. Between slides of finding finding people that were killed or raped by illegals. Yeah. 
He right now, one slide after another, he could produce one after another. Just just right now in this moment, without any prep, we could spend three hours it just sequentially one slide after another without stopping. Texas illegal immigrant indicted on capital murder charge and cheerleaders beating, stabbing and death, a guy who did the crimes while he was illegal, let in by Joseph Robinette Biden. Another young woman who would be alive except for Joe Biden's illegal invader policies. There she is. Sad, sad thing. Let me show you this. Andy No tweet. I know I'm jumping around all over the place, but there's just a lot of... I'm just covering the whole narrative. (laughs) I'm just covering the entire leftist, left-hard, bourgeois, elitist, DNC narrative. Here it is. Remember, allegedly, Andy No tweet, allegedly transgender people have no sexual interest in your kids. I know that they love to have transgender story times at libraries, but there's nothing to see here, folks. Oh, of course not. I mean, mean, haven't you ever felt compelled as a man... (laughs) To rename oh. yourself, go from Tom to Tammy, uh. tape up my testicles, <laughs> tape up all of my genitalia, put on a pink tutu <laughs> with my crotch exposed, and go and read stories to seven-year-old girls in a library? Not one. You ever, ever felt compelled to do that? <laughs> are, you, are you reading that there could be some sexual interest in kids? How could you read that into that scenario? You horrible person. You bigot. You transphobe. How dare you how dare you think that a guy who tapes up his testicles and twerks them in front of an eight-year-old girl at a trans drag show on a military base funded by you and me, how could you think that he could possibly have a sexual interest in the eight-year-old? No. It's just innocence. Yeah, of course. Kevin Bacon came out and said, it's just a form of art. <laughs> it's right. a form of art to twerk your taped up testicles in front of girls, little girls and boys? Well, I don't think it is. Breaking... Uh, Andy No report, another Oregon drag another, another, another <laughs> Oregon drag queen was arrested and charged with child sex crimes. And in, in investigating suspect Iran Griffin, I found he, he has ties to former drag star Alwaz Craving, oh. Oh. <laughs> who was convicted of 11 child sex felonies last year. Oh you can read gosh. it at the Post Millennial. So these these guys with their taped up testicles dressed up as dressed up as girls twerking their butts and their taped up genitals in front of little girls and boys and reading them stories all funded by you and me non-voluntarily but funded by our tax dollars at public libraries and military bases and numerous other locations some of it not funded by tax dollars but those guys I thought it was just a it was just a a statement of art, an artwork. It's, I mean, first of all, it's not an artwork. I mean, you're disgusting. How, how's, that, how's that art? But Kevin Bacon says it's art. But they allegedly have no sexual interest in children. No, it's all about grooming children. It's all about, all about grooming children into thinking things that aren't, that are sex isn't sex. That's what it's all about. Is the desensitizing kids to things they should be highly sensitized to. Yeah. Hey, there's a guy wearing lipstick, twerking his hairy butt cheeks in my face. And look there, there's a taped up testicle <laughs> that I'm seeing through his stockings on purpose. Right. Just like when the, the various, they had, they had like Brian and Eddie Krasenstein defending the naked men going through the parade somewhere. I think it was New York City or San Francisco or one of those other. Yeah, in the fountain. Yeah, the fountain. Yeah. And you got these kids just looking at it. You know, it should, it should bother you. 
when a fully penis man with a wig on goes walking by you on the street. But it desensitizes them for their further victimization. Because if you're, not, if you're desensitized to something, you're more easily victimized by that very thing. Yep. It's a simple thing. Because you, know, you should have the initial alarms go off. Be like, oh, wow, okay, that's wrong. Remember that? Remember how we used to be that way before yeah. TikTok? Yeah. You used to be desensitized. You'd be, I mean, you'd be, you'd be sensitized, not desensitized. You're like, okay, that's weird. They're trying to take out the that's weird component from our kids. And, they, and, very, and th again, this is one of those that I could, I could produce. I don't know how many slides. Oh, yeah. 100 right now of trans men victimizing kids. Yep. I mean, it's a little weird if you have a penis and you want to go into a woman's room. Why would you want to go into a woman's room anyway? So you can squat and pee instead of stand and pee? I mean, listen, one advantage men have is the stand and pee principle, right? That's a nice advantage. We got to pee. We go out in the woods, find a tree, pee. Yeah, it's pretty easy. It's a nice little, it's a nice little advantage for being a man. Yeah. And you just, well, why would you want to go in there? Because you want to see, you want it, you're hoping for a glimpse of some nudity. Yep. Leah Thomas, Billy Thomas, a heterosexual man claiming to be a woman. So he can swim against women and shower with the women he swims against. Yeah. Right, let's go to the next thing here. Viva Fry tweet. Again, hopping all over the place. Here we are talking about the climate. I trust my brother, but I needed to see the evidence myself. Holy bleep. I will, tra I will translate for the Anglophones. Image one, prohibition on pan frying. This is happening right now. <laughs> see, people think it's never going to touch them. Mm. There may be 796 people watching right now. Maybe you're a leftist or maybe you're a right winger. You're like, none of this stuff ever actually touches me. I'm going to show you how close this came to touching you in a second. I'm going to show you just how close this came to touching you. Because this is happening in Quebec. Prohibition on pan frying and ovens as of Wednesday. No more pan frying. It's illegal. <laughs> wow. So I guess you're going uh, Yes, who's there? Um, it's the police. Okay, why are you here? Uh, you're illegally pan frying. <laughs> uh, you're in illegal possession of an oven. That's in Quebec right now. You don't think that could happen in America? Image two, it will be forbidden to use wood-burning, pan-frying, and stoves as of noon Wednesday, yesterday. In Quebec, for the first time in its history, the city of Quebec is issuing a temporary notice of, restriction of, uh, of the restriction in response to deteriorating air quality. Temporary, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> prove to me it's deteriorating air quality. Show me how that is. Show me how you prove it. Since you can't prove problematic CO2, when does CO2 become a problem? At what metric does it become a problem, John, John Kerry? When does he can't answer? What is an assault rifle? Can't answer. So you're wanting to ban things you can't define. You're like, Tom, again, incoherent lunacy. I know. And here it is right here. Now, you, didn't think, you don't think that can happen in America, right? It has already been attempted. Attorney General, that's where I'm at, right? Wait, yeah. Will? Yep, okay. Sir. Attorney General uh, uh, Andrew Bailey. Andrew Bailey has crushed the Biden regime so far. Attorney General out of Missouri. Here's his battle to keep your stoves. Play it for me. Biden's green dream house might be just that a dream. A federal court striking down Biden's mandates targeting everyday household appliances like your dishwashers, 
your washing machines, pumping the brakes on Biden's aggressive climate crusade. Join us now, Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey, who was part of the lawsuit against the Energy Department. Andrew, good to see you, and thanks for joining us. First of all, I just want to say thank you. I have, a, I have nine kids. Um, and when my dishwasher doesn't work because of these stupid regulations or my washing machine doesn't work, um, it's a big deal for families across this country and that we have some common sense pushing back in the courts to get rules that make sense for families in their homes. Good on you. Thank you. Tell us about the case. Well, hey, Sean, thanks for covering this important story. Look, I'm father of four kids as well, and this is federal overreach run amok. There is no sanction in our United States Constitution for an unelected fourth branch of government like the administrative state. And yet what Biden was trying to do was use the Department of Energy to regulate what appliances we could have in our home. I mean, at some point, this starts to look more and more like tyranny. And it's important that state attorneys general fight back and use the court process to put an end to it. So proud of the work we did and a common sense approach to protect working families in Missouri and across the nation. Is this the end of it? So uh, Americans will have a choice in what type of dishwasher they choose yeah. to purchase? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at this point, uh, the, the court has ruled that uh, the Biden administration, specifically the Department of Energy, had no authority to promulgate a rule that regulated these sorts of appliances. And it's kind of common sense. Everybody already knew that except the Department of Energy. But look, this is the Biden administration's approach to things. It's do whatever we want until someone tells us to stop. Well, I'm more than happy as Attorney General of the state of Missouri to take them to court and get someone to tell them to stop. So this would have been implemented already. Notice who he's suing here. This has nothing to do with Missouri. He's suing on behalf of Missouri to stop this from happening in the United States of America. Biden, uh, Biden's dream house right here. That he would never live by, but he would force you to live by. Because remember, you just spent $500,000 to build a wall around his Rehoboth Beach mansion. Guarded by the guns you're not allowed to have while there's a wide open non-wall on the southern border. None of this would ever have applied to Joe Biden, but here's what he tried to do. Most of you didn't know this, did you? Like, oh, it just happened in Quebec. No, <laughs> it would have already been in, it would have already been put in place here in America if it wasn't for Andrew Bailey. If it wasn't for the Ken Paxtons of the world, it'd already be in place. That's why everything has to be fought like this. And that's why there's no point in showing up for protests. Send the money to the, to the Liberty Council. Send, the, send your money to, I'm trying to remember the other one. I can't remember the, some of the names, but send your uh, Judicial Watch. Send, send your money to, I'm trying to remember. Gosh, I hate when I can't remember things. But anyway, um, gosh, it bugs the crap out of me. I can't remember. There's a couple, there's a couple others that I follow. But anyway, send your money to those that will drag Democrats in front of courts. And therefore, if they lie, as they always do, they're perjuring themselves. That's what you want. That's where all of our money should be going to. This is what Joe Biden wants. Examining the cost of Biden administration policies on American families' everyday household expenses. Here's what Joe Biden wants that Andrew Bailey defeated in court. Because they can't do this to us under a constitution. It has to be voted in. You have to vote in to remove your gas furnaces, to, to remove your ovens, to remove your... It wasn't just ovens here either. In, in, in uh, Quebec, they're just trying to get rid of pan frying and wood, and wood stoves, which they shouldn't be doing either. But here, it's everything. Look at it. Gas furnaces, water heaters, cars, dishwashers, gas stoves, ceiling fans, air conditioners, washers, and light bulbs. Here it is. I'll just read it to you. New gas furnace efficiency standards will cost consumers an additional $494 on average under Biden's dream house. 
Water heaters up $2,800. New energy standards would force families to purchase models that are $2,800 more expensive. Cars up $932. New fuel economy regulation on SUVs and pickup trucks will increase upfront prices by $930 per unit. A dishwashers. How could anybody care about dishwashers? Drainage, drainage problems resulting from new uh, efficiency standards leads to clogging, which can so their their improvements are not improvements, just right. like their closed borders are open borders. Yep. Gas stoves would cost you another thirty two hundred dollars. Light bulbs one hundred forty dollars. Washers two hundred dollars. Air conditioners eleven hundred dollars. Ceiling fans twenty five dollars per unit. And again, this is to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by them. You can't afford anything, so you're going to go rent their dishwasher from them. The dishwasher that will clog every time you use it. Yep. You're going to have to go rent the car because you can't afford them anymore. That's the, that, this is all on purpose. It, it won't affect the Bill Gateses of the world. It won't, it won't affect the, the leftist, bourgeois elitist. Because if, if a loaf of bread costs them... $37. It doesn't matter when you've got $3 billion in the bank. It matters to every other person, though. But that's the point. That's what they're doing. So just know how close these things are to you. Some, some far-off land in Quebec. It is very close to us. But don't worry. Taylor Swift has responded. Taylor Swift has responded. New York Post tweet. Taylor, Post, Taylor Swift sells her private plane amid fl- flight tracking drama. <laughs> Now, of course, she sold this private plan. I mean, I mean how, how much do you want to bet that she's going to buy one that you can't track? Or she's just going to go and continuously rent private jets because she was caught on some 60 flights when she wasn't on tour. <laughs> now, she's around the globe whoring climate change that you have to get rid of your SUV, that you need to lower your carbon footprint, that you need to buy the government's clogging dishwasher and non-functional... Uh, ceiling fan and non-functional light spontaneously combusting EVs. She will tell you, you have to do that while she spews about a thousand tons of carbon per flight. That's a thousand tons of CO2 per flight. You wouldn't, you wouldn't put out unless you're flying in a private jet. Maybe a few of you that are flying around private jets all in favor of you. I want to do the same thing myself. I want to own one. I don't want to just fly. I want to own one. Yeah. Fly all over the place on a private jet. Fine with that. Because I'm not a hypocrite. But she's going around the globe telling you. And then, you know, Travis Kelsey was out there talking today about what wonderful people she and uh, Taylor, he and, uh, uh, Taylor Swift are. No, not wonderful people. She's a liar. A liar and a hypocrite. And he's a vaccine whore. And she's a vaccine whore. Telling, telling everybody, you need to lower your CO2 footprint while every flight she takes Puts a thousand tons of CO two in the air. You wouldn't produce a thousand tons in a lifetime unless you're flying around a private jet. Yep. So she's telling you, somebody who won't even come close to putting out as much CO two as one of her private jet flights in a lifetime. She's telling you to lower your CO two emissions. That's who these people are. And yeah, now she responds to this because these flights were tracked. They're all tracked. <laughs> But they're tracked under her her plane, which has her that you know the FEC or is that the Aaron? What's the flight thing? F- uh, FAA. 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 Yeah. FAA uh, number on it, so it's registered to her, and they track it. So she'll get it from a private company now. It'll be some shell company that's actually owned by Taylor Swift. That'll right. be her new plane. Yep. That they won't be able to directly track back to her, but she'll be doing the exact same thing. 
So here we go. Frank elections now. We're on the we're on the cusp of a new election. Obviously, November of twenty November of this year, twenty twenty four. We got another election coming in. Remember, Bill Barr said that there was no evidence of substantial voter fraud in the twenty twenty election. Remember that Bill Bill Barr said he did an investigation. Now, him doing an investigation is exactly the same as the border is closed. Right. He did an investigation, but there was no investigation. The border is closed, but it's open. We are for we are for child safety while we abort 42 million kids per year. It's the same thing. Bill Bill Barr did an investigation. The only problem was there was no investigation. I mean, therefore, I am video. 17,123 dead people voted in Michigan. Play for me, Will. Uh, dead people were voting. I sent a website to that effect, and the list that uh, they had up to that date was 17,327 randomly checked Michigan voters that were registered for voting and were above the age of 80. Every name on this list has voted in the 2020 election. Check for yourself. And has also been found in one or more of the obituaries online. Uh, the election was not stolen by fraud. And uh, I haven't seen anything since the election that changes my mind on that. The election was not stolen by fraud. He hasn't seen anything that changes his mind. How about Bill 17? Now, this is, this is, this is not conjecture. It's not right-wing conspiracy theory. It's indisputable, irrefutable proof. We know now beyond any shadow of a freaking doubt that 17,000, now this has nothing to do with uh, non-signature verified ballots. This has nothing to do with no ID required ballots. This has nothing to do with mail-in ballots, except for if they were dead people. So we got all of that controversy to do, not to mention Dominion voting machine stuff, and we, we saw an entire county tr- uh, uh, transferred, if that's the right word, over to Trump after it was found that the, the, the voting machines were completely wrong, all those different things, enough time to get into tonight. But let's just talk about dead people. Usually, you know, now we know that, I'm trying to remember the numbers out of Georgia, Donald Trump quote-unquote lost Georgia by 11,000 votes, and we know that, I can't remember how many dead people voted in Georgia, but it was well over 1,000. 66,000 illegal votes in Georgia. But Bill Barr says there's no evidence of widespread voter fraud that would have overturned the election. So if you have 66,000 illegal ballots in Georgia alone, that's not even counting the ones that Ruby Freeman put through the put through the voting machine over and over again, along with Shea Mosser's daughter, over and over and over again at the Fulton County, at the Fulton County uh, arena after they kicked out all the Republicans because there was a there's a water main break and that they were again, this goes again. It's the same old thing, right? It's a closed border. Oh, it's wide open. We're going to stop counting ballots while we're still counting ballots. Same thing over and over again. I like to make life simple. Whatever they're telling you they're doing, they're not doing. Whatever they're telling you they're not doing, they are, in fact, doing it. Whatever they are saying that you do, they do. So, yeah, Bill Barr. Again, you're like, Tom, you talk a lot about Bill Barr. Bill Barr just pisses me off. He says he conducts an event. What, what investigation? Who are the who are the FBI agents you used, Billy? Billy, hey Billy, tell me the FBI agents you used and how long. What was the duration of this investigation? Give me the agents and the duration, please. Tell me what they did, line by line, document by document. Tell me what they did, Billy. Because we know in in Michigan, where I think Donald Trump lost by thirty or forty thousand votes at most. I think maybe it was twenty two thousand. Is what pops into my head. Twenty thousand, maybe. Maybe there's more. Maybe there's, you got Wisconsin right up there. You got Michigan there and Pennsylvania. 
but yet 17,000 confirmed where their obituaries were in the paper prior to the election. (laughs) Prior to when they ever could have voted, their obituaries were in the paper. This was confirmed by obituaries. And Bill Barr says there is no evidence of widespread voter fraud. He never found any during the investigation, of which there was no investigation. The investigation he never did. I did an investigation. What was the investigation? I didn't do an investigation. Then how did you do an investigation? This is the world we live in. That's just bold-faced lying, of course. 17,000 people confirmed, voted in Michigan that were dead long before they could have ever voted. Facts. Absolute facts. Here's another one for you. Speaking of judicial systems, here's Twinkies. There's Alvin Bragg, foremost judicial authority in New York City, the one who is... uh, a prosecute, persecu- I always, I always, uh, it's a Florida slip every time. I want to say persecuting Trump, prosecuting Trump for campaign violations in New York. That's the guy who's prosecuting him. Alvin, Alvin Bragg, Twinkies. We just call him, now you know, it's out whenever I say Twinkies, it's Alvin Bragg. Here it is. New York Supreme Court slams anti Trump DA for enforcing harsh vaccine card punishment on residents. So leave this up for me. Now, here's the thing. Several of the people who are just kicking that, remember the video that we played early in the week or late last week, whether it was Saturday or Tuesday, of the illegal migrants, I think it was Saturday, flipping off. Oh, yeah. It was either late last oh, week yeah. or Saturday. Yes. Yeah, flipping off, you know, flipping off the camera. I'm using my pinkies. I don't, I don't use the bird. Flipping off the camera, remember that? Mm-hmm. Now, there were seven people involved in kicking cops in the head, kicking them in the sides, but felonious assault. Even You could even potentially put aggravated battery, even attempted murder while they kick him in the head. But I, I wouldn't go that far, but I'd say aggravated battery, aggravated assault under NYC statutes. Now, they've already caught one or two of them at the southern border because <laughs> Alvin Bragg didn't do a daggum thing. And Alvin Bragg released the ones that he did actually, that were actually caught by the New York City Police Department, released people who were kicking cops in the head. Every one of those blows is a felony, and they just release them. And again, if you love open borders, then you love pimping and whoring vaccines. Yep. You're the same person. You're like, Tom, I'm a Christian, and I got vaccinated, and I locked out. Well, you bought into a demonic system then, at least for a period of time in your life. Will you say it out loud that you did? I, I got vaccinated twice, so you bought into a demonic system. That he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on the right hand or on their forehead. That's not the vaccine, but the vaccine was to get to the vaccine passport, which will be a QR code where you cannot buy, sell, trade, or travel unless you have your vaccine passport, which already happened in all of Canada, all of the European Union, all of Israel, and all of Australia. It's been rescinded for now, just like their, their pan frying and their stove ban in Quebec is temporary. Just like Joe Biden said that he would never mandate the vaccine until he did. Remember, it's all lies. It's all one agenda. And that agenda is to leverage you into one world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by the globalist left where you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel unless they let you buy, sell, trade, or travel. It's all the same exact narrative. Lawlessness is another one. So let me read this. Leave this up for me, Will. This is all from the Gateway Pundit. Indeed, the state's high court found it curious that Bragg, let me make sure I read the headline first. New York Supreme Court slams Alvin, slams anti-Trump DA for enforcing harsh, this is today now, this just came out today, for enforcing harsh vaccine card punishment on residents. So he doesn't care about kicking cops in the head. 
Doesn't care about illegal migrants flipping the bird to him and to everybody else. Doesn't care about that. Doesn't care about um, illegally, feloniously illegally prosecuting Donald Trump himself. Doesn't care about that. But what he does care about is making sure that he prosecutes people who had fake vax cards. He really cares about that. He doesn't care that the murder rate where he is, the district attorney, is up 25%. He doesn't care that the felonious crime rate is up 40%. Where he is, the district attorney, he doesn't care about any of that. But man, if you had a fraudulent vaccine card, man, you, you are the next Al Capone. You are the next John Gotti to this guy. Why? Because that violates his politics. You want a district attorney who's prosecuting people based on statute or based on his politics? Obviously, we have Alvin Bragg, who is prosecuting people based on his personal politics. Indeed, the courts, the state's high court, and listen, if you're getting rebuked by the New York Supreme Court, and just like right now, we have the 14th Amendment trial, uh, 14th Amendment uh, hearing going on in front of the state, in front of the Supreme Court, where, where, where the uh, Colorado... DA's attorneys are being absolutely obliterated and they're guessing that they're going to be ruled against eight to one. You everybody know what I'm talking about? The 14th Amendment where Colorado removed Donald Trump off the ballot saying he's an insurrectionist. Even Katanji Brown Jackson was attacking them, <laughs> was attacking the Democratic Party's attorneys. Katanji Brown Jackson, who cannot define what a male or female is. <laughs> because if she did, it would violate her Democratic Party ethics. She's even attacked. They're going to lose that. And then and, and, uh, trying to remember exactly what one of the conservative justices said. I can't remember which one it was. Oh, it was, it was Brett Kavanaugh said, how in the world are you going to remove Trump off of your ballot for being an insurrectionist when he's never been convicted of being an insurrectionist or even charged with being an insurrectionist? How are you going to remove him off the ballot for being an insurrectionist then? And they're stated to lose that somewhere between eight to one or nine to one. So you're going to have most of the left-hard Supreme Court justice even voting against that. But that's the state of our criminal justice system. So just think about this. The New York Supreme Court, which is basically the equivalent of Katanji Brown-Jackson, Sotomayor, and Kagan, who are on the Supreme Court, they're basically the equivalent of them. That, they are the ones actually rebuking Alvin Bragg. Here's, the, here's how it worked. Indeed, the state's high court found it curious that Bragg would go so hard against these vaccine dodgers even as he has gone soft on suspects accused of serious crimes such as murder, theft, and drug charges. So soft on murder, hard on people with fake vax cards. Why do they fake their vax cards? Why would you do that? Because you'd lose your job if you didn't. Your family's going to go hungry. You're going to go on welfare if you don't. Welfare you won't be able to get without a vaccine. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's called leverage, by the way. Yep. They remove you from your job because you, can't, you won't get vaxxed. So then you have to go on the welfare system, but you can't get welfare without being vaxxed. That's called leverage, folks. But you weren't forced to get a vaccination, according to Dan Andrews and all the other leftists that force people to get vaccinations. In the state Supreme Court's recent ruling, Justin Brendan T. Lantry dismissed the felony charges... Bragg leveled, felony charges leveled against two vaccine card fakers who are identified as J.O. and R.V. in court documents released on January 30th. 30th. The justice went on to exclaim that the two people of 16 people brought up on charges of felony criminal prosecution of a forged instrument have been cherry-picked by Bragg's office. So this is the state of where we're at right now. 
And I'm not going to. It's 10.03. I'm already three, three minutes into overtime. But this is the state of our criminal justice system. Absolute lawlessness. You can prosecute people for crimes that don't exist. Tom, that's impossible. How would it be impossible? If they just put a crime on there that you didn't do, that they just say, you know what? You were walking down the street and then they charge you with robbery. And there's video footage of you not committing the robbery. And there wasn't even any robbery. But if you put on a PCA, a probable cause affidavit, that you committed a robbery and it gets in front of Alvin Bragg and he knows you're a Trumpster, who's gonna stop you from being criminally charged? It, it can't, because, Tom, I can't be criminally charged because it didn't happen. All that Donald Trump is being charged with right now never happened. All that Peter Navarro is being charged with never happened. All the defamation that Alex Jones was found guilty of didn't happen. All that Steve Bannon was charged with and found guilty of and convicted of and will be sentenced for did not happen. All that General Flynn was charged with didn't happen. All that Roger Stone was charged with didn't happen because guys like this. Blue jurisdictions, blue judges, blue prosecutors. There's no, there's no stopping it. That's why they haul every right winger in front of people like Shutkin in the D.C. Circuit where Matthew Graves rules and reigns. And I don't have time to get into all who these people are right now. Clearly, back to the Gateway Pundit, Criminal prosecution, this is the judge talking, the leftist New York State Supreme Court just, justice, clearly criminal possession of a forged instrument in the second degree is not among the most serious crimes in New York penal code, penal, uh, New York penal law, nor are the factional allegation, factual allegations against defendants RV and J.O. particularly serious in nature, Justice Lantry wrote in his opinion. So again... The people who love to persecute via prosecution, who love to commit lawfare, love masks. Christians, you put your mask on? Have you told everybody you're wrong yet? You know, Tom, it's four years later. It doesn't matter if you ever said you were wrong because you partnered with these people. Let me cover this one before I go. Peter St. Ange video. You don't, this is somebody you gotta, you don't, as much as you gotta make sure that you're following the Gateway Pundit on Twitter, you gotta follow Peter St. Ange. It is economics. And here's the thing. Obviously, I am not a statistician. I'm not an economist. I don't know. I, I get some things, but I, I definitely don't delve deep into that. But he does. And even, but even I, I knew what was going to happen. How did I know it was going to happen? Because I watch Peter St. Ange all the time. And of course, I read things. Biden, Biden came out. Biden administration came out and said, you know what? Wow. January. 2024, expected to have created 110,000 jobs. We beat that by 200,000. We created 320,000 jobs. How many of you know that we actually lost jobs that month? <laughs> wow. you like, they could not have faked those numbers. Really? Listen to this. Play it for me. A couple days ago, we got what Zero Hedge called the most ridiculous jobs report in recent history. On the surface, it was a blockbuster, and as with pretty much all jobs reports nowadays, it was a clown show on the inside. So first, the blockbuster. The Bureau of Labor Statistics, whose in-house statisticians are among the most creative your tax dollars pay, reported that the U.S. unexpectedly added 353,000 jobs last month. 
That was double the Wall Street consensus, meaning either Wall Street really sucks at estimating jobs, or Joe Biden's statisticians are just that good. The numbers were stellar across the board, with unemployment holding steady and average hourly earnings spiking by 4.5%, also way beyond predictions. At which point we pull away the curtain. Start with that amazing job growth. It turns out it isn't real. It was magicked up by BLS statisticians slashing the work week. Now, if you pretend there's fewer hours, the pay per hour magically jumps. Not because people were paid more, but because you assumed, with no evidence, the work week down. In fact, they slashed it all the way down to 34.1 hours, note 40 is full time. Outside COVID lockdowns, that is a number we have not seen since the depths of the 2008 crisis. In other words, the only way wages are stellar are if you assume that hours are being cut to 2008 crisis territory. Why would you do that? Two reasons. Either we are actually in the depths of a 2008 crisis, blockbuster or no, or you need some extra budget from the White House and told your statisticians to get extra creative. Worse is the jobs themselves. In short, they're not real, according to now a parade of data series. In a recent video, I mentioned the Census Household Survey, which actually asks people if they're working, and that suggests that roughly half the BLS jobs are fake. In fact, according to the Census, last month we didn't get a blockbuster 353,000 jobs, we actually lost 31,000. Second, data on part-time work suggests that actually we created precisely zero full-time jobs last year. What jobs we got were DoorDash and second jobs because people cannot make ends meet. Third, yet other data, this time by the Wall Street Journal, says the few full-time jobs that were created last year were mostly government and social assistance. Things like using taxpayer billions for illegals. Note, if we had zero net full-time jobs, yet half of what was created was government, then the private sector actually shrunk a lot. Note, the private sector is the sector that actually creates things. The government does not create. So if private is shrinking, we are getting poorer as a country. And finally, speaking of illegals, new data says the U.S. economy has created literally zero jobs for native-born workers since 2018. All of the job growth has been foreign-born. So how can the numbers be so far off, you ask? One word, seasonal adjustment. In fact, comparing raw data to the BLS seasonal adjustment, there's literally a 3 million job difference. Now, seasonal adjustment is legit, say Christmas time warehouse workers or summertime fruit pickers, but 3 million in statistical adjustment leaves a whole lot of room to do friends for your favors at the White House. So what's next? Brought to you by... There you go. So I just wanted to show you that. I cut off the end of it, but... Just the numbers on this real quick. So they claimed out of the Bureau of Labor Statistics, which are Biden shills, that they created 353, I, I thought it was less, so it was 320, but 353,000 jobs in January. The actual fact is that we lost 31,000 jo 31, jobs in January. They claim to have created 353,000 jobs in January, but the actual facts are that we lost 31,000 jobs in January. That's the facts. You are being endlessly lied to. How would you ever know? It's, just, it's the same thing if you go back to COVID. How do you know what COVID is? How do you know what a vaccine? Have you ever seen COVID? Have you ever seen a vaccine? They just lie to you and people believe it. Actually, all of freaking last year, how many jobs were created? Zero. <laughs> That's probably the first time in American history. And of the job, that, that is what they're saying is, Net zero private jobs were created. 
The jobs that were actually created were all government jobs, which causes the private economy to shrink. And the last thing I'll tell you on this, did you notice what they did? They say wages are up. How do they do that? Via average. So they use a work week average. Think about what they do with this. So they, they're usually using numbers, everyone assumes that a work week is 40 hours. So they're like, hey, you know what? Um, you make $300 in a work week. So they go, oh, great, you know? And now, you know what? It's up because they've lowered it to a 31-hour work week, which makes each hour worth more. Right. You see what they did? So they say wages are up, but they use, instead of using a 40-hour work week, which would lower it, they actually lower the work lower, I mean, the 40-hour work week, which would make your hourly wage lower. They use the 31-hour work week, with rate, which, which raises your hourly, hourly wage. So, I mean, like, how did, how did they get away with this? Because nobody knows. Back to what I said at the very beginning of the podcast, Hosea 4.6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Now, what's the second part of that verse? I just gave you all the data. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you. They inflated wages per hour by lowering the hours of the work week, thereby making each hour worth more. That's what they did. And nobody knows it. Joy Reid, even if she knew it, she'd go out. She's in the second part of that verse, Hosea 4, 6. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you. But whether she's in the first part of the verse, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, or they're destroyed for the rejection of knowledge, it doesn't even matter because you're destroyed either way. And they all, all these propagandists, Mika and Joe, come out, oh, this greatest job report, MSNBC, Jake Tapper, CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC, Washington Post, everybody, New York Times. This is the greatest thing ever. What a great, even Fox News, what a great job report. And it's all lies. COVID's a lie. Climate change is a lie. The vaccines are a lie. Transgender's a lie. Climate change is a lie. CBDC currencies are a lie. The closed border's a lie. All that Biden said about his past is a lie. All they accuse Trump of is a lie. All that's going on in Ukraine is a lie. Every battle's been lost in Ukraine. It's not, and by the way, it's not even close. It's, it's Vietnam levels. What was the kill rate in Vietnam? 30 to 1. The Tet Offensive that was called a loss in America, the death rate was 30 to 1. One American killed per one, Viet, I mean, one American killed per 30 Viet Cong or North Vietnamese army members. It's all a lie so that these people can personally profit and personally self-aggrandize. That's all that, it's, that's, that's all that this world is about. That's why we have to elect a, a legitimate people. And you know what? We, don't, we need to get to the place where we stop thinking of politicians as saviors. Mm -hmm. You know what we need to be thinking of? You know who we need to be thinking of as savior? The almighty God of Israel, Jesus Christ, his son. And these politicians just need to be our tools. And if, if the tool don't work, what do you do? You get rid of the tool. They ain't going to do your bidding. Get rid of them. All of them. All right, 15 minutes of overtime. That's good. 852 people on. Love each and every one of you. 
Got a great post game, just an endless, endless stream of videos for five, six, seven minutes, something like that. Stick around and watch it. Great stuff. Back here, can't believe it's already the end of the week. Man, weeks fly by. Fly by. We'll be going uh, live in Las Vegas on Tuesday of next week. That's right. We're still here Saturday, though. Live on Saturday at 1030, including on the Christian Television Network. We'll be live from, from Trump. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, be doing the, uh, we'll be doing the podcast from, the, from Trump. From the Trump, I don't even know what it's called. Trump, Trump International Trump Hotel. International. Yeah. You know, whatever, staying there. Yeah. I've yep. got a board meeting that I attend in Las Vegas. But anyway, we'll be there. And you'll be seeing the podcast. Aaron's come up with some some great stuff uh, from Las Vegas. You'll see it. Not going there for the Super Bowl. I'm flying in. I think right after the Super Bowl is over. So somehow, you know, whatever. <laughs> Day of. Who cares anyway? Yeah. But but anyway, so you'll see it. You'll see that next week. It will be a different different looking set, but it will it'll be great. Then we'll be back. We're not missing any podcasts. And if it, you know, we never we really never miss podcasts no. if at all possible. So, but anyway, love each and every one of you. Stick around for the post game. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole. Armor of God. See you Saturday night. watching the Tom Lipley podcast, please consider investing in our program. Go to TomLipley.com and donate $25 or more and we will send you this TLP mug warmer. We look forward to you tuning in next week and thank you for giving.